welcome to the Self-Help Podcast, a weekly no-nonsense guide dedicated to your emotional health and well-being. Presented by entrepreneur Edward Lamb and psychotherapist Sean Orford. For more information, visit liveinthepresent.co.uk. Okay, hello, welcome to episode 492 of the Self-Help Podcast with me, Ed Lamb, and my good pal, Sean Orford. How are you doing, Sean? I am amazing. I have just been signed off by my surgeon. Mm. So nearly a year to the day where I had open heart surgery, they're now saying to me, they think I'm fine and they don't need to see me anymore, that it all works. Right as rain. So your new valve is doing the doing a perfectly good yep. job. Yep. They they said to me, if you get any problems, any issues, you want to ask any questions, just ring us. And we'll get straight back to you, you know, ring sex. So. Um, so they've been very supportive, very helpful. Good old NHS in action. Um, yep. And like I say, almost a year to the day from open heart surgery. Um, it's like off you go. And I I know I'm not where I could be yet, but um, I could be six months, a year away from it all, you know, being Mr. Fight and Fit again. Here, come on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amazing. Well, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you kind of you, you expect people to recover, don't you, when they have an illness or a surgery of any kind? But it's, we should take a moment just to kind of remember that it's like quite an amazing thing that we we know how to fix these things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, from that point of view, um, there are times when I am amazed I am alive, considering what I went through and what happened. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if it wasn't for them and their skills and understanding. And, and I guess there has to be a thank you to all the people that went before over maybe a couple of hundred years yeah. who died who died under the knife as surgeons learned about what they were doing. Yeah. You know I mean? yeah, it's, yeah. Any way, it's any way you get there, isn't it? By uh, <laughs> nailing, <laughs> failing over and over and digging yeah. and finding out. Yeah, so I mean, the, the, their ability to do what they did for me came at the cost of a lot of people, probably over a lot of time. Mm. You know, but hopefully, there are a lot of people um, around me after me who will benefit greatly from the knowledge that we have. You know, so indeed, you know? yeah, yeah, yep. So yeah, uh, good to have you here, man. How exciting! Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here and just survived Father's Day. So, how was your Father's Day? Was it wild? It was, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was kind of a well. It was a lovely day. Yeah, it didn't have much time in the morning to chill out because it was out with uh, William to watch him play a game of cricket on the other side of Wirral. But it was a gorgeous morning for a little bike ride with him. And uh, so, how did he get on with his cricket? Was he? They lost actually, yeah. They lost quite convincingly to a very good because he's he's getting to quite a, a serious standard in cricket now. Well, he's playing against mm-hmm. teams that are very good with the hardball mm-hmm. and all that, and they wear all the pads and the helmet and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, yes, yeah, learning a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he likes it, man. It's a good, it's an interesting mm-hmm. game actually because obviously it mm-hmm. a certain class of person, and uh, so it's it's a different crowd to the football crowd. Um. <laughs> Do you mean they're more sophisticated? Well, no, I wouldn't use that that word necessarily. But, uh, <laughs> uh, it's just it's interesting just watching the different kind of uh, uh, 
kind of things going on on the sidelines with parents and also on the pitch as well like the difference in the in the kids how they kind of yeah uh, that this is where the little social etiquettes form and that kind of thing so yeah yeah, yeah. always learning always watching and uh yeah, yeah. yeah you'd have a field day actually man if you were hopping between the football and the cricket and uh, all the other all the other activities that the kiddies do <laughs> mm-hmm. but we're talking today actually well about money Mm. cricket is a sport where it's there's a certain amount of money kind of expected a certain kind of class of person if that's the right phrase yeah um, so we're going to talk today about money and how it, different people can handle it differently and what it what it means what the kind of money means to us and actually it was my son who wanted us to do about this because he's listening to the show and he was saying why don't you do an episode about money dad so he as an 11 year old and now has his own little debit card that we top up with some pocket money each week when he hasn't been a pain in the bump um so he's he's starting to learn the value of stuff um and he sure does want a lot of stuff flipping x it's hard keeping up with it but um yeah we have done episodes in the past about kind of about this and how you can you can have a lot of money and still not be very happy or vice versa um so what what's your kind of instinct and kind of do you see money as a force for good? Is it something that we could survive without? Obviously, politically, it's not. It doesn't seem doable. I, I think that money is like a knife, in the sense that a knife can either be used as a really useful tool to create artwork or lovely food, or it can be used to create pain and violence and kill people. Mm-hmm. And I think money is the same. And I think money, in that sense, is neutral. It's whoever's holding it in their hand who has the power to make to do what they're. It's like a seed, isn't it? Where are you going to plant it? Yeah. Um, and I, I think that one of the things that I see around me, and we see it a lot uh, everywhere at the moment, where people want more money. You know, they want more more wages. They want more whatever. Yeah. Um, and which I understand because things are getting more expensive. Uh, the, the problem is that, that this is capitalism. This is what happens, is that um, I want more money for my carrots. Um, so you've got to pay me more money for my carrots, but you've got to get more money from somewhere else. So me putting the price of my carrots up means you've got to put the price of whatever you're doing up. Yep. And then you get into inflation. Mm. Um, and inevitably, you get to a point where there is no more money for carrots and the system starts to collapse. It has to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, we've had globally, you know, a mad, mad few years in our our relationship with money in the West. Has yeah. been put under a lot of strain, really, you know, COVID, we kind of had to magic up a load of cash to, in the UK to um, see people through that when the country was shut down, you know, um, I did receive a bit of furlough payment in the end. I found out that I was able to as a self-employed person. My wife was furloughed for a while. Um, so it was quite strange sitting at home um, being paid to, to do just that. No, Not knowing exactly where the funds were coming from, how, if ever, it was going to get paid back. It was me that was paying for it. Me, the taxpayer. Yeah, the ta- well, we were paying tax as well. That was still coming out of the salary, but uh, it just it was, it's, it was a fascinating time. In amongst all the, you know, the illness and the, the the chaos, and then obviously, since the war kicked off in Ukraine and Russia, um, prices of fuel spiked 
um, which has seen inflation go sky high, hasn't it? And now we're seeing yeah. like um, interest rates trying to keep up or keep a lid on things and mortgage payments have gone up, energy costs are still high, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so it's a lot to get your head around at all, isn't it? Yeah. And one of the things you mentioned when we were talking earlier was the issue about a government can just print more money. But what that means is that each each unit of money is worth less because they keep printing more. Yeah. Um, so I've got a friend who's quite interested in Bitcoin. And I, I was a while ago, actually, um, back in my office days, and five, four or five years ago. But he's still very much on the forefront of it. And, and I think part of his kind of obsession with it, not that he's made a lot of dosh off it, he probably has done all right. It's more like the concept behind Bitcoin, um, which isn't doesn't always come across in news articles. Um, that it's it's kind of it's not a currency. If you look talking at the currency, that can be controlled. So no one can print more Bitcoin. It's like rock rock solid um, amount of it that is kind of released into the world each 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 month each year. And so who's 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 doing the releasing? Well. The algorithm that it happens automatically as it gets mined by computers, that kind of thing. It's really, you know, I'll, I'll try and post the link which which explains it best. And I'm not an expert, um, but it's it's done through the through the the maths of Bitcoin, how it works. It's a fascinating mm-hmm. stuff. The person that created it or the people, I've never shown their faces. You know, they've never taken credit for it. Um, and yeah, it can't it can't be inflated and it can't be copied, which is a mad concept, really. Because yeah, like when governments print more money uh, for you know crises, it does devalue the amount of the money that's already out there, doesn't it? So, but then once you do that and it devalues the money, then people need more of the money to buy the same thing. Mm. So the which is that inflationary? It's the capitalist. Um, yeah, and we're not and we're not quite there in the UK, but I think this is Zimbabwe or other countries where they've had crazy inflation and like a, a loaf of bread has cost a million, whatever the currency is. Um, like they've had to print crazy looking banknotes, that kind of thing. So, it's a complex theory, isn't it? And I'm just wondering now. I'm a councillor as well, and I'm on. I'm sitting on committees where we're dishing out millions of pounds to you know for redevelopment, for house building, for public transport, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, it's interesting to think where the, where the cash comes from, what the business case is. There's always a business case um, behind things, and you wonder how long all that can can last, really, or whether we're, whether we're just headed for the next crisis, because we have these financial crises that come along every 20, 30 years plus, um, and it'd be nice to kind of avoid them, wouldn't it, in future, I think, because they do create a lot. But, but how, how would you avoid them? <laughs> Because the thing is, as soon as somebody wants more money for their carrot, you're stuffed because it goes right across the whole system there. Yeah. Um, and and a, a communist system where on the basis that you get a carrot because you need a carrot, not because you can afford a carrot, um, would be really good. But we've never had a communist system on the world, in the world. We did, they talk about communism, but it, it was just capitalism with a different hat on to me. You know, the the power brokers are still there, are still there, whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. But, I mean, the the issue is um, all beings on the planet, whether they're fleas or um, antelopes or human beings, whatever, 
uh, are all doing the same thing. You know, they are um, pairing up with someone else, uh, producing kids, trying to create a home, feed everybody, <laughs> and carry on to the next generation. We're all doing the same thing. Um, but it's like human beings, particularly, are, f- are fulfilled by mine's better than yours. Mm. And that then we start talking about money and relative values, you know. Yeah, we do, and uh, we have to. We're in the, we're living in this age of like um, hyper kind of consumerism, aren't we? As well, which I try my best to avoid and not take part in. But sometimes I go to the retail park and buy a load of stuff that I don't need. <laughs> and yeah, come on. We sat here on a. I've got a fairly well. No, it's two year old MacBook Pro, and I've got a snazzy phone next to me, and I've got the tennis on the telly as well in the background, and house full of stuff um so yeah it's it's hard to get by without this stuff once you're in that that runaway mind train of getting paid each month and finding ways to spend it Hmm. but then when we get into the idea of um of i'm entitled to you know i expect to all that kind of stuff and it's like where did the idea of going on holiday come from what was the matter with working every day? Why did we have weekends? You know, um, and it's, it's like um, pigeons don't say, "Well, so that is Saturday." I remember the day off today. They get on and do what they do. Yeah. Well, you and I both have this ethic around where well, we don't work as such. We try and you know, it's all work and life, and we you know, we both mm. do lots, lots of things. And uh, I'm probably a bit mm. overly busy at the moment, but. Um, you know, we both try and get up, don't we, each day and um, just carry on working, you know, and, and work to me can include the time with family as well, mm. and having a chat with mates because it's all just, yeah, it's everything just lumped into one. Um, but yeah, there are there are certain trials going on around the UK and around the world around the concept of the four-day work week. Yeah. Trying to take our foot off the gas. Um, I think I've seen stats to show from the trials that have been done in the UK that productivity kind of goes, up. goes up. Which Yeah, no, I think it was Sweden that they did them in first of all. Yeah, I think there have been some UK trials of it now. Um, and I think yeah. our own, my council, World Council, is looking to kind of implement some of it potentially for council officers. I guess mm. my issue is that if we're still obsessed with growth and productivity, are we missing the point a little bit? Like, do we need do we need to be that productive? Is that what we're here to do? Are we trying to? St- <laughs> Aren't we supposed to be like just chilling out a little bit more now? But the, the thing that fascinates me is if there's a few people sat around drinking a cup of coffee and chatting about life, does it matter whether one's got two quid in the bank and this one's got two hundred quid in the bank and that one's got two thousand and two million and Mm. You, know, you know what I mean? It's like, does it actually make any difference how much money you've got in the bank? Because lots of money is held. Systems work when energy flows through them. And when the money flows through a system, everybody has the potential for richness as the money passes through them onto another person because that's it's energy. Because that's yeah. what money is to me, is energy. So the, the, um, uh, in a system... And this is what happens in capitalist systems where people hold it. People hang on to money and it stops flowing through the system. Then there's people that have and people that don't have. Um, and, and that's where it starts to break down. 
Mm. Um, so if you think about the uh, the Russian situation before communism, when all the money and the power went together with the aristocracy and all the regular Joes thought, no, we've had enough of this. So they had a revolution and got rid of them all. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and that kind of thing happens from time to time in our societies, you know, that we turn it over. The problem is that the way human consciousness works is that the people that want to lead whatever we call the system always rise to the leading point. And the people that don't want to get involved in all that are the people that become the cannon fodder. And that's true whatever the system is. Yeah. Yeah, you're right to talk about inequality, financial inequality, because, I mean, you know, even in the UK, obviously the the top one, 5% of got probably... Couldn't, I don't know the status off the top of my head. Eighty percent of the money, um, and you know I'm not I'm not particularly wealthy. Um, probably pretty average kind of UK wise, but still, you know, relating to a lot of people in the UK, I am very wealthy. I'm relating globally. I'm probably in the top five or ten percent financially yeah. well off people in the world. Um, so, which is kind of mad to think, yeah. about, really. <laughs> and everyone, but, is, but it, it's everyone like. Is, at Christmas, um, in the middle of the winter, I can go down to the local shop and buy strawberries. You know what I mean? That come from God knows where, that are flown over, and here they are for me to eat for Christmas. Mm. You know, and like, how rich is that? That is, that's phenomenal. You yeah. Know? I mean, apart from all the pollution and all the negatives, I mean, the fact that we can do that is in, that is real wealth, isn't it? It is. Uh, it is. Yeah, and you, that's part of the kind of environmental strain that we're under. You do wonder if uh, we're headed for a bit of a system collapse, really, in terms of whether we'll look back on this last fifty to hundred years of wealth creation as a little blip and a little wow. How the heck did we do that? <laughs> but if you think about the idea of um, is, is what's the basis of money? You know, when that thing about on the note, it says, I promise to pay the bearer on demand the sum of five pounds. You go into the bank and say, Can I have my five pounds? And what they're going to give you? Um, yeah. Because yeah. is it fantasy or have they got a load of gold in the cellar, which is that five pound represents a section of that gold? Yeah. Um, and, and it's like, what is the basis of, of a currency? Is it gold? Is it diamonds? Is it, um, you know, oil? What What is it that forms the basis of? Because as far as I can see it, the majority of, of any financial system is it's a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, is, is it the Yanks, oh, sorry, the Americans, our American cousins, who um, have uh, In God We Trust on their, on their, their notes? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's like that. It's a bit of a, it only works as long as we've all got faith in it. If we take the faith out, it's gone. Mm. It has no yeah. value at all. Uh, mm. Yeah, there's a lot of trust going on there, isn't there? Um, it's fascinating. But I mean, if you're talking about uh, how how wealth, financial wealth correlates with like well-being, um, there's obviously... There's, there's, I mean, there is. I think there is a certain amount of correlation there. You know, if you've got a certain amount of cash in the bank, 
or you know that it's um you've got some work or you've got employment um you know there is a sense of well-being that can come from that but i guess beyond a certain point and we've talked about this in the past about how you've worked with people that are tremendously well well off financially but still have a lot of emotional trouble and family yeah. trouble that kind of thing so it's not it's not a by any stretch something that you can rely on to keep you happy and healthy yeah yeah and and that, that whole thing about you know they used to say when i was a kid shrouds don't have pockets you can't take it with you, you know, <laughs> it's like what is it i mean you and i in the end will pass off you know does that mean that all this great wealth we've accumulated goes to our children mm. Or do we spend it all before we die? Huh? Well, yeah, and that's you know that's a, bit, a big kind of political thing, isn't it? As well, like the the idea of inheritance tax or that kind of thing. And yeah, you've worked all your life to pay off. I don't know if you've paid your mortgage off or what, but you've got this lump. Yeah. And assuming you don't need to go in a care home and spend it all on paying for that, you'll have mm -hmm. a few hundred grand lying around to pass on to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and but do our kids deserve that, or should it be passed back to the Commonwealth, the kind of greater good, um, to the state to kind of redistribute it? I don't know, man. I mean, this is where politics gets quite feisty, doesn't it? It does. I need to plug in my charger. It's saying that we're going into low power mode. Oh right, okay. I've still got you. You know, uh, that's interesting, isn't it? Because I mean, we're talking about power, power. And We've got all the problem at the moment with people that can't afford to heat their houses, let alone power their iPads. Yep. You know, but, uh, it's, uh, it's all the same thing, isn't it? It's energy. Mm. Yeah. So to me, um, a pound is like a seed. Where are you going to plant it? Because what's it going to do? When, you know, and if you plant it in stony ground, it doesn't grow. You know? yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess you know the power and the money that we have, we we kind of ex we kind of give off vibes. You know, I'm, I'm watching my son play cricket, and I'm looking around at you know the cars parked in the out, out front, and the, the adverts around the hoardings are all to do with financial management and tax. You know, solicitors that kind of thing. Yeah, very different. A football game when I go to watch my lad play football. So the the, the amount of money we have does send off messages doesn't it to, to the world and i get you know and i'm the guy that obviously shows up to all these things on a strange looking uh cargo bike uh or on a normal bike um and the transport the, the kind of the, the way we get around to send a message to the world um as to like how we're doing financially doesn't it so have you got a shiny new car or a beat up old banger or mm. a bicycle or have you walked or have you got the bus that kind of thing so mm. um in my world where I'm trying to get lots more people walking, cycling and getting on buses and trains, it's, that's mm. a big, it's a big thing I think about a lot because um, we need the bicycle to be a symbol of, of wealth, not financial wealth necessarily, but of like health and vitality and um, care for your community and that kind of things. But it's very hard to kind of pitch that against a brand new um, BMW X5 or whatever with, you know, fancy alloy wheels and uh <laughs> <laughs> Bang and Olufsen um, stereo system, but yeah. But isn't there a snobbery in bicycles? I mean, as in, if you if you've got a Pashley or something, isn't that? Oh, awesome. if you've got a Raleigh or a... yeah, 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 or the yeah, big time, yeah, the type of bike you ride. 
Mm. Yeah, it says a certain amount as well. And I saw someone riding a penny farthing in Chester on Saturday. Um, uh, looking very, looking very happy with himself. But and and was he getting lots of attention? Oh, going, oh, look at that! Yeah, everyone was pointing and taking photos, and he was waving and talking to people about it when he stopped. So, um, how did he get on and off? Uh, you get on. It had these little pegs on the back wheel that you kind of obviously push the bike forward, and you you climb up these pegs and then take your seat to get off. You just cock your leg over and jump down. Yeah. So yeah, mm. <laughs> I'd love to forget. Sounds, sounds a bit dodgy to me. Mm. Um, when are you get when are you getting yours then? Well, yeah, maybe not. I, I want to get a, a Brompton first, a pulled up bike, but yeah, I'm not sure if any farthings on my list. Yeah, Those but... Bromptons, especially the the electric ones, are really good the way they fold up, and then you can just take them on the train with these dead easy. Yeah, well, we saw like, that fold up e bike, didn't we? In in Amsterdam, we tra- we yeah. had it on it. Um, there were some amazing bikes there. Wasn't there? Was that the Go Cycle one? Was it? That's the one. Yeah. yeah. That's on my dream bike yeah. list. Wow. Yeah, that was that was incredible, wasn't it? To ride. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, some kind of snapshots then. I mean, you, it is possible to be happy with less money, isn't it? Um, Happiness has nothing to do with money. That's easy to say if you haven't got the money to heat your house, feed your kids. You know what I mean? So there is a kind of a relative statement in it. Yeah. You know, but but to have enough, you know, you know that that was was it Dickens that said, you know, man needs nineteen shillings and has one pound twenty shillings, he's rich. You know, a man needs twenty one shillings and has only got twenty shillings, one pound, he's poor. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and and it's is that it's relative, isn't it? But it's like if we have got enough to eat and we are warm. And we're not, you know, worrying, scurrying, and and about every penny, you know. Then we are rich, really. Yeah. Yeah. Because after that, it doesn't matter how much you've got in the bank. It just doesn't change what you can do in the day. You know? Amen. All right. Cool. Um, resources. Then I'll link to uh, a movie, The Big Short, which kind of explains in a quite a snappy kind of way the two thousand and eight, two thousand and nine financial crisis and what. What caused yeah. it? Um, some of I, I'm going. I'm going to um, put the link in for that book off the the secret. You know the 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 financial one. Um, yeah. Think and grow rich. That's the oh one. yeah. Okay. Think, think and grow rich. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Think and yeah. grow rich. I I did read that one back in the day. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, I'd like to read them again. Actually, look with this. I've got a slightly different perspective now on. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's interesting when you revisit those books from from back along. Yeah. 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 Cool. All right. I'll yeah. link both those things. Uh, okay. If William's made it this far, my little lad, hopefully uh, he's found that useful. But, but um. Yeah. Hi, William. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. All right, John. I'll let you get back to it, and uh, we'll catch up yeah. again next week. And I, I should put a blog together, and I'll let you have it. Marvellous. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, liveintheprescent.co.uk for all the okay. links and show notes. Okay. You right. take care. And you. See Catch you later, everyone. See ya. Bye. Bye.